Live from the Journeys Group Studio, this is Taking Care of Business. Good day. This is George Pate. And this is Tommy Pate. Taking care of business. We are in the, what's the week before Memorial Day? The week of Memorial Day weekend, I guess. You don't know what day it is? Well, depending on when, who, when people are listening to this, it could be a different day. Uh, well, that's true, but it's all the week before Memorial Day. Yeah. So that's, why would you question what week we're in? It was more of a mental exercise to start us off. Sounds like a stretch to me. <laughs> Most things are when it comes to mental exercises for me. That's true. Well, I wasn't looking at my calendar. I had to kind of remind myself of the fact that we're coming up on a holiday weekend, which is just wonderful, fantastic, long three-day weekend but coming up. we got another coming in June. Juneteenth. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we do. I'm appalled by your attitude. I'm... Okay. <laughs> I'm looking to see what day it fell. Oh, it does fall on a Monday. How about June 19th, that? yeah. Some, I, thought, had, I thought it was for a federal holiday. For some day, I thought it was June. For some reason, I thought it was June 15th. For some, no. I don't know why. No. Please be woke. I'm just, I'm working on it. <laughs> I am, I am, I'm trying to not be so microaggressive and uh, not be in such a coma. I'm trying to be more socially and culturally aware. Like before last year, I didn't even know what the holiday was for. Uh, I still don't know what it's for. <laughs> um, you, it's probably apparently something to do with Texas and something. And yeah, two years after the. Yeah, but anyway, the, everybody else. Let's talk about Memorial Day. That's more. That's more. Yeah, Memorial Day is Memorial Day is a lot, uh, a lot, a lot better to talk about. And it's a real me, holiday for one thing. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's just, uh, it's just more important. Um, 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 the reason that these individuals had really had to clamp down there the reason that everybody can run around screaming whatever they want and um can say and do what they want within reason uh, is because of memorial day mm-hmm. i mean because of the people that we are i don't want to say celebrating but remembering well, we're remembering yeah. we're honoring them the, the, because they made the ultimate sacrifice yeah and, and and i don't think i think a lot of people forget that the reason that they can run around and scream like an idiot if they want to and and yell all these things and and I'm air quoting now, be oppressed if they want to is because of those sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I I think, I don't think a lot of people realize what a privilege that is to be able to do that. And, um, yeah, interesting to me that the people that want to totally change this country don't want to go to the uh, countries where those laws are actually yeah, in place. Yeah, they're already there. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, but I, I just, I think a lot of people don't realize the the level of freedom that we actually have in this country, that if they said or did half the things that they do or say in other country, in some other countries, they would be thrown in jail or murdered on the spot. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just, a, it's a, a time of remembrance and um, to be thankful for those, yep. for those men Quiet and women. Gratitude. And yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they didn't do it for the gratitude, but we still owe them that and so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, so who are we? That's a great question. Uh, what, what, it was a great lead in too. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. That was, that was just, that was, um, poignant. Yeah. Very poignant. Um, my name is George Pate. I'm a financial advisor with the journeys group. My name is Tommy Pate. I'm a certified financial planner with the journeys group. We are an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aden, North Carolina, which is right outside of Greenville. Our phone number is two, five, two, 746-6785. Again, that's 
746-6785, or you can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www.thejourneysgroup.com. Our website has a variety of financial articles that we rotate on it. It has our contact information as well as our physical location. It has links to our uh, social media, our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and our Instagram page. Uh, Facebook is the best way to keep up with what's going on with us, any upcoming news or events or anything. Um, it has a place if you want to request an appointment with us or have a question for us, uh, just punch in your information. There's a little form there and whatever your question may be, and we will be in touch with you. Uh, it has links, speaking of events, links to our upcoming events. Right now, we don't have anything on the docket. Uh, there will probably be some sort of webinar during the summer months. Um, not planning on having anything outside during the summer because it's just so hard to get people to want to hang outside if it's not at the beach or in, in front of some sort of water. So keep an eye out for details about that. Coming out. Uh, and last but not least, it has the podcast Taking Care of Business uh, or a link to the podcast. We're on 19 different platforms. And so if you want to go listen to us, that's the place to do it. What are we talking about today? We are talking about questions that you should ask your financial person. Yes. Last week we talked about the difference. I was asleep, didn't you? Yeah, I did actually because you, you took a second to respond there. Um, well, I can hear you snoring. I was, in my I was ear. trying to give you the right answer. You were pondering. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, last week we talked about the difference between a financial planner and a financial advisor and, you know, sort of what roles that they play in your financial plan in your in your financial goals so to speak and just things to be aware of when you're trying to pick someone um, and today we're going to talk about questions that no matter who you're working with whether it be an advisor or a planner or whatever these are questions that you should be asking them not only should you be asking them they should be able to give you a an immediate good solid answer if they can't might be time to find somebody else um what do you think the number one question is? I can the number. And, uh, th- there's two off the top of my head. Well, the number one question in our offices is in our initial interview, we obviously spend some time chit chatting uh, and get another person, and then they will uh, kind of tell us why they're there mm-hmm. and perhaps give us some some data some details, to work with. Yeah. And um, at some point, generally towards the end, end, end of the interview, they say, "How do you guys get paid?" Yep. That, and we always answer. Very, very poorly. Very poorly. Yeah. 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 Essentially, there there are three ways to get paid in this industry. There is an hourly rate. There is commission. And there is a, a management fee. Um, most firms are kind of a hybrid model. They do some some commission, some some management fee. Yeah. So the, the hourly fee is just what it is. We don't see a whole lot of that. By itself, usually that is in combination with one of the other two. But let's talk about the other two because those are the two that that really make a difference. Um, let's talk about commission. If if your person is making commission off of your investments, what the way that works is, let's say you deposit a hundred thousand dollars into an investment, and your person gets paid a four percent commission on that. That means your hundred thousand dollars has before it even went to work for you is now ninety six thousand dollars. That your person got four thousand dollars off the top. Now, if they are commission only, that's it. I mean, they don't get paid on that investment anymore. And so the the real the real hard question to sit here and think is how much attention are they paying to your investment? If they're not getting paid on it. How much attention are they paying to it? Well, the other thing too is because they only get paid when something is something is moved. Yeah, yeah. Then they, uh, from a fiduciary standpoint, they may not 
they may not have your I want to, I don't want to say your best interest at heart, but they're not making money unless they tell you to make changes. And generally, um, with an investment, once you get the right uh, mixture, mixture, then there it doesn't make sense to change. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. And let's talk about fees. We have talked about fees until we have, we are blue in the face, and we will continue to do so. Um, fees are the single probably the single greatest thing that hold back in a a client's return. Um, and the the terrible thing is that the vast majority of financial people don't know the full fees. Yeah. And we hear time and time again, people say, oh, I'm being charged 1%. And, and we'll go, no, that's what, that's what your person, that's is, what charging. person is charging. You. What are the, what's the total fees? And, oh, 1%, my person says it's 1%. And that's, that's not correct. And I don't think the person's not telling the truth. That's just what they know. They just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So be aware of what you're paying and and how it's being paid out. You know, if if your person's getting a commission off the top, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with any of these things. You just need to be aware of how they get paid, so that you know if if they're getting a commission and you look at your statement and your hundred thousand has become ninety five ninety four ninety six ninety five thousand, just be aware of that. Just be aware of that. You know you were expecting it to happen or more importantly with you with your fees if they are fee-based where they're they're getting a fee on the ongoing fee for the investment or for how well the investment's doing or whatever make sure you're aware of, of what those total fees are um one of the most common uh, angles we look at a a person's existing portfolio if they come to us for kind of a second opinion i guess or or a, a separate analysis one of the most common angles that we take a look at it from is the fees from a fee standpoint and we talked uh we say all the time to people, you know, people will look at us and say, man, y'all's, y'all's returns are so much better than uh, my other person's. Y'all, y'all must have some secret or have some better investment. And, and, this, and the, the secret is that there is no secret. Nobody knows anything more than anybody else. Everybody's got, you know, access to same funds and, you know, reasonably good stuff. So what you do is you find the person, you find the, the investment that is costing you the least amount of money that's a good investment. And when I say good investment, I mean for, for what it's trying to do. And you just stick with it. So be aware of what you're paying and how and how it's being paid out. And again, if your person is not being straight with you about this, find somebody else, because this is such an important thing. And it, it's a reasonable question. If somebody doesn't ask this question, it, it tends to make us nervous. Uh, I mean, if if somebody is just, oh, OK, yeah, whatever, that tends to make us a little nervous because. It, it just if you're asking this question, it shows you're an active participant in your investments and you're aware of what's going on or you're trying to be aware of what's going uh, on. It, and the thing that disturbs me is that um, is that there's so many people in our industry that don't know what what the fees are. Yeah. And that that's that's and, and that's part of it. I mean, you that's if, you should if you're, know that if you're a professional, you should know what your client pays. And by that, I mean, remember, there's your fee. There's your company's fee. There's Wall Street's fee. Uh, so when you go oh one percent, you're only talking you, your fee. Yeah, you're not giving the full the full report to the client. But like I said, what's the most disturbing is, I'd say at least more than fifty percent of the time, um, they don't know. Yeah, I mean they're they're genuinely stunned, and 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 it's not good enough to just say if you're in this industry, it's not good enough to just say, well, I didn't know. Uh, well, that that's too bad. That's your that's it's your, your job. job to know that, you know. And so if you're not giving the client the full picture, you're doing them a disservice, quite frankly. Um, so 
be aware of, of how your person is getting paid, whether it's hourly, commission, fee-based, whatever. Uh, second one, and I think this one is equally as big, are you a fiduciary? And again, they need to be able to answer this immediately and with a, with a good, solid answer. And we'll, we'll quickly go over what a fiduciary is for, those, for, for everybody. Um, a fiduciary is somebody that acts solely for your benefit. They are ethically bound to, um, to act, on your best, act in your best interest. If you are working with somebody who's working with a, and we've talked about this, if you're working with somebody who um, is working for a, a larger firm, a, a bigger car, a broker dealer, by law, their fiduciary responsibility is to the company first and to you, the client, second. Nothing shady about it. That's just, that's the way the law is written. And so the, how it works in that situation is that they have to make a recommendation that is what's best for their company, but suitable for you. And so they're not going to make a bad recommendation to you. It just may not be the best recommendation for you. Uh, I, I know, you know, the, the example that we give is when you were working for a broker dealer many, many moons ago, um, you would get an email on like or a fax or whatever on Monday morning and it would say for the next six weeks, push fund XYZ because fund XYZ is going to pay us a quarter of a percent higher commission. Nothing wrong with fund XYZ, but it may not be what was best for the clients. But by law, as an agent of the broker dealer, you are required to do that because it's what it's what is best for the company. And so, yeah, and it says and that does not necessarily mean that First of all, don't blame your person because that's not their fault. That's, that's the way the law is written. Yeah. That, yeah, that's the way the law is written. But why would you knowingly put yourself in a position where um, your person has you as, as his or her second priority because he, he or she has to? And there are many out there that will say, yeah, but I mean, you know, it's, it's all the same thing. What's, um, uh, you know, we have to show something suitable. And okay, I, I get that, and but it's not all the same thing, and there are significant differences in costs involved, and suitable is not as good as what's best. Yes, yeah. And so when you're when you're working with a a, a firm that doesn't that doesn't have fiduciary responsibilities for you, then they are not obligated to do what's best for you. And that's the, that's the way the law's written. Again, is don't get upset with your person. That's the way the law's written. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's it's not their fault, and you know it's out of their control at that point. But again, just be aware of that and ask them point blank: Are you a fiduciary? And if they can't or won't answer you straight, it's time to find somebody else. Uh, again, I, I think you said it perfectly. Why would you why would you willingly or knowingly work with somebody that is putting your best interest but, af, after their company? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this is your finances we're talking about here. Another good one. Um, what what is your investment philosophy? Uh, what's your overall philosophy regarding financial planning and investment management? I think that's a big one. Uh, everybody everybody knowingly or unknowingly has an investment philosophy. They have some way that they feel about their investments. And chances are, if your investment philosophy does not match up with the person that you're working with, it's not going to be a good fit. It's not going to be a good relationship. You know, you're going to be. Uh, in that situation, you're going to butt heads. You're going to constantly question why they're doing what they're doing. 
and it's just not going to be a good fit. And so make sure you ask them, what's your investment philosophy? You know, how do you, how do you treat investments? And again, they should be able to explain that very, very concisely and directly and say, this is what I believe. This is, and this is why I believe it. And at the end of the discussion, if your investment philosophies don't line up, that doesn't mean you can't work together. Nothing wrong with that, but it's just something to be aware of. And you need to know that so that when they do make a recommendation, and if you disagree, there's there's some ground there that you can talk talk this over with. For us at the Journeys Group, our investment philosophy when it comes to uh, I'm talking solely about the stock market right now. We are firm believers in passive investing. You know, we are we are firm believers in slow and steady wins the race. That's the style of investing that we do is incredibly boring. I mean, it is just it is so so boring. It, it, I mean, it's it is, it, but it's not flashy. It's not exciting, but it gets the job done. And we've had some people in the past that have come in that are looking for that flashy, exciting style of investing. And we are not the person for that. We believe in this type of investing because it's been proven by numerous academic studies for, golly, probably 60 years now. Every bit of it. This won two Nobel Prizes. Yeah, I mean, this this style of investing came out in the 50s, and and, and, uh, opponents of it have been trying to prove it wrong since then. And so our philosophy is passive investing. You pick a good investment that is uh, that has the lowest fees possible for what you're trying to do. And when I say a good investment, it fits your goals, fits what you're trying to do. And then you don't touch it. Every time you touch it, there's a fee involved. Again, nothing wrong if you don't believe that, but just be aware of what your person believes in. You know, if, if you're a person that um, values some more security and, um, safety in the market you don't want to work with somebody that is that is an active trader that is constantly going in and out and moving stuff in and out because that's just that's not going to jive with how you feel and again if you do disagree nothing wrong with that but it's just something to be aware of before you start working with somebody because you don't want to be in the middle of this thing and then find out oh man we do not we do not match up at all and it's been you know several years and i'm 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 several years deep into this thing another big one what are your qualifications? Uh, we have harped on this many, 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 <laughs> many, 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 many times. Um, one of the first things he told me when I first started doing this was, you know, uh, the first thing I did was get all my licenses. I got my insurance licenses, my securities license, uh, everything that I needed to to just act, to uh, actually do the job on a you know on a day to day basis to um, sell the products that that I'm recommending to people on a legal level to be able to do that. The second thing he told me, he said, as soon as you are able, you're getting your CFP, and he did not say. I think you should. This was not a suggestion. This was a requirement. Well, we're the Journeys Group is a financial planning firm. We're not an advisory firm, although that's part of our legal title. But when we, air quote, advise people, it's because of the financial plan that we designed. And if your person doesn't have a plan, doesn't have a financial plan for you, and is just willy-nilly throwing out investment ideas, then that's not the best scenario to be in. More importantly, and this is kind of on a more personal level of, of the way that we believe, I guess professionally, personally, you're of the mindset and have passed this on to me that if you're going to be doing this job and if you're going to be a financial planner, you should take it all the way to the top. You should have those certifications. You, you, know, you, should, you should have your CFP. 
if you're going to be doing this job and and you're going to make it a career, you should do it. You should have those letters behind your name, not just to have the letters, but it shows that you're serious about the job. It shows that you are willing to put yourself through rigorous classes, rigorous course material to make yourself the best that you can possibly be at your job. It makes you the most well-rounded planner that you can be. You know, it teaches you about things that you may not necessarily do on a day-to-day basis. You know, I'm not a CPA, but I know a decent chunk about income tax because of the CFP courses. I'm not an estate planning lawyer, never planning on being a lawyer, never planning on being a CPA. I, I will leave that in their hands. Truly. Uh, I know some people that have both and, and I applaud them for that. I am not that person, but, um, I know a decent amount about those things like income tax and estate planning because of the CFP courses that I have taken. What that's done is that's making me a more well-rounded planner because if somebody has a question about it, I can at least give them a a baseline answer or a knowledgeable answer on the topic and direct them to somebody that is an expert about it. But I can at least give them something something to think about. But over what, what this comes down to is again, why would you not why why would you not want to work with somebody that had achieved the best of the best? You know, that they have achieved the top credentials in their field. And just, uh, yeah, uh, of course, I'm a CFP. George is almost one. It costs between five and $7,000 to earn this credential, uh, not to mention the hours Several of years. study. Yeah, the I mean, hours of study because yeah. the pass rate for these exams are is lower than the CPA national exam. They're very difficult. and But the people that have this, are people that have chosen to dedicate themselves to their craft. How many are there in Pitt County? Do you know? Well, it's like 12 or 14 in Pitt County. About half of them work for banks and trust departments, that kind of thing. But my point, again, is what I said earlier. If you've got the choice of working with somebody that is going to be at the top of the game or somebody that's uh, messing around with it, why would you Why would you not? I mean, anybody in this business that's going to make a career out of this should be a CFP, is my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a um, – and I mean, I carry the same argument to, to many different fields. You know, that's I, I feel the same way about about somebody who's a CPA. You know, I'm, I'm much more me personally. I am much more willing to work with a CPA because they have taken it all the way to the top. And it shows me that, OK, they really know what they're doing. Not to say people that don't have CPAs don't know what they're doing. But to me, somebody with CPA or CFP has I don't want to say perfected their craft, but they have done everything that they can to perfect the craft. Um, And so that's really, really important to us. And again, why would you not want to work with somebody that has gone the distance that has, that has spent countless hours and and days and months and, you know, years to get this stuff just so they can better service you. So let's, let's do a quick recap. We're kind of winding down here. Got a few more minutes. So let's do a quick recap uh, of questions you should be asking your person, no matter who they are, what their job title is, what they do. Number one, how do you get paid? And again, all of these questions, they should be able to answer very quickly and honestly. And if they're ducking around it, uh, it's time to find somebody else. So how do you get paid? Fair question. I mean, that's a, you know, you need to know what you're going to be paying out to your person before you ever start working with them, because if they're going to be charging you more than you're willing to pay why would you do business with them in the first place? So how do you get paid? And again, nothing wrong with any of the ways they get paid, just something to be aware of. Um, that's probably the biggest downfall of this industry is that people or biggest shortcoming is that people just aren't aware of what they're paying and they are shocked and stunned when they find out what they are paying. So number one, how do you get paid? Number two, are you a fiduciary? Again, it, it boils down to this simple question. 
why would you work with somebody that does not have your best interest first? I actually say, are you a fiduciary for me? Are you a fiduciary for me? Yes. That's thank you for that. Uh, and, and again, it just comes down to, would you want to work with somebody who is a fiduciary for you or a fiduciary for their company first? Uh, that's kind of a harsh question, but that, that's what it boils down to. So, uh, number three, what's your investment philosophy? Again, nothing wrong with disagreeing or having different philosophies, but you need to know that before you go in and start working with this person, because if they're, if it's so different that, uh, you're going to have a problem with everything they re- they recommend, you need to find somebody different. You need to find somebody that's going to better jive with, with how you feel and, and what you believe. And last but not least, what are your, what are your qualifications? What are your credentials? What are your specialties? Um, it just comes down to how much how much of a comprehensive understanding of of all things finance does your person have and how much do you want them to have you know if they may not be as important to you that you're working with the CFP to us it is a big deal um it's a it's a high honor it's something that takes a lot of time and effort and so again i think you said it perfectly if you're going to make this a career if you're going to do this for decades even why would you not take it all the way to the top and try and get all the knowledge that you can so uh, if you have questions about this if you uh, want more information or want to challenge anything that we've said today uh, or just discuss it more give us a call 252-746-6785 again 252-746-6785 any last questions you can think of that i hadn't covered uh, there, there were a bunch that i have but those are kind of the main four i think no, I, I mean, I, I just think if you um, ask these questions and your person uh, doesn't have the answers or hesitates, then maybe it's something you need to think about. Yeah. Just, um, it, would you, you know, wrap up quickly, would you go to a physician that wasn't, well, some people, I shouldn't say that, would you go to a physician that was a witch doctor was a medical doctor <laughs> no and that that's what it boils down to is is you're trying to take care of your finances the best that you can so hear the music in my ear so i better get on out of here we appreciate you letting us spend some time with you today i hope you have a great rest of your week and we look forward to visiting with you next week this is george pate and this is tommy pate taking care of business The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC registered investment advisor.